Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's Creanitators. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Today I'm joined by writer James F. Wright, writer of works like Contact High, Nutmeg, and Lupina, which is out this year, a YA graphic novel from Legendary Comics. It's a story of empire, wolves, discovery, and revenge. It follows a young child and their wolf protector navigating hostile territory after being chased from the palace they called home. James, thank you so much for joining today. I've really been enjoying the work. Uh, first question I want to ask you, how long has Lupina been in the making? Oh, boy. Um, Lupina's been in the making for years. Um, I first had the idea in late 2014, um, so it's been, a, it's been a while. Um, I pitched it to my friend Josh, uh, Josh Eckert, who I've worked with on a few other projects, and um, <clears throat> he was excited about it, and we are excited about it, and then he's like, you know what? I don't feel as strongly about drawing wolves <laughs> as I thought I did, um, and then he... <laughs> He um, recommended his his friend and uh, classmate at the time, uh, Lee Bushka, um, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll text, I'll talk to them, and, and they, uh, you know, I pitched to them, and they they did a couple like wolf drawings, and I was like, this is the perfect match, um, and so it ended up working out, um, and then so Lee and I started working together, like 2015, um, we did a self published uh, first issue of the first chapter of Lupina, uh, 2016. Um, and then we were working on chapter two and, and things kind of slowed down a little bit. And then uh, in 2018, I think, yes, 2018, uh, we pitched it to Legendary um, and then they, they were excited about it. And so we signed with them. And then um, so it's been it's been a, a bit of a long process. Um, but uh, but yeah, we've we've you know, <laughs> the book is out, which is great uh, after all this time. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how much changed between that first self-published chapter and the the end product, you know, the graphic novel that's out now? Uh quite a bit. Um the the first chapter as you see in the in the the graphic novel um is more or less what we had. Um originally it was just Lee and I. Uh and then when we signed with Legendary, we were able to bring on like a, a bigger team. Uh and so um I lettered the first self-published issue, which was so-so because <laughs> um, I'm not a letterer but um, uh, and that was okay and then and when we brought Ariana Myron on uh, and she lettered, um, lettered the book after that and or we lettered the first issue it looks much better um, and then Bex Glendening is the colorist uh, and then they did the first issue they read they basically redid the, the first chapter so um, I think the biggest change is that it seemed more professional <laughs> um, uh, not that we you know, <laughs> yeah. weren't weren't you know putting our best work into it, but but having people on on board who uh, professional colorist, professional letterer uh, made the book you know made made that that change more apparent um, between between the self published and and the the book as you see is the first three chapters of a six chapter story, um, and so from from you know from chapter two on it, it was it was a whole new book. Sure, sure. Did you? Did you always anticipate it being kind of as long as as it is now? Like so, it's so we have book one is out now, right? These first mm -hmm. three chapters, then there's going to be three more chapters in book two, which we can talk about as we get there. Was that kind of the goal when you were self publishing that, or did that come later? Uh, the original goal was was to do six issues, um, and we were just going to self publish them. Uh, was the it was going to you know whatever whenever we got to them, we would get to them kind of thing um, because we were self publishing. Yeah. Uh, and then once we signed, uh, sorry, once we signed with, um, with legendary, uh, it became a much more, um, 
trying to kind of phrase it. Yeah, uh, it was a it became a bigger project, I think, or it became like not a bigger project, but it came um, because we ha- we were dealing with like deadlines and that kind of stuff. Uh, we had to shift a little focus there, um, but it was always intended to be to be six chapters. Um, the two book pr- concept was something we came up with like um, pretty early on. Um, I think in a way to allow Lee more time uh, between books. Um, so the idea was to to start with, you know, uh, we'll get these first three chapters done, and then while while you know while those are being like lettered and colored and so on, we'll work on the next 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 uh, next three. Um, and the so in, yeah, originally it was just it was just six issues, um, and then I think the the two book concept worked because there is a there's a there's a natural break, um, there's a natural break in between. Uh, or like cliffhanger, I suppose, uh, at the end of three, that sets you up for, uh, you know, for the for the for the rest of the book. And so it is books. Book yeah. one is wax and book two is Wayne. Um, and so that's the idea yeah. there. You know, it's funny. It's like they're not that directly comparable, but I kept thinking it reminded me of Dune, <laughs> the way the <laughs> the way the recent movie ended. <laughs> I don't know if you've had a chance yes, to see yeah, it, yeah, but it's yeah. it very it's much like, and. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like when it ends, there there was so much conversation around like, oh, what? Like that's the ending. Like there's yeah. so much more to be told. Um, Lupina definitely has that feel of like, oh, clearly, like the story's you know it's there's not more, an yeah. endpoint, even though, like you said, it is a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I think that like there is like I said there is I mean there's that cliffhanger at the end of book book one, um, but like down the road there could be you know a single edition Lupina that tells the entire story in one in one single volume. Um, Sure. Uh, the, the two book thing was more, I mean, it's, it's, I think it works narratively, but also just like logistically, uh, it gives a bit more time to get, you know, to get the, as, as opposed to trying to do the book all at once, you know, it's still being, it's still like book two is still being, being worked on, but, um, and that would have, I think, pushed back the release a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that makes sense. Uh, what do you wish you had most known at the start of putting together, you know, what became the graphic novel for Legendary? Um, I, <laughs> um, that's a very good question. I, I, for me, I think that um, uh, because this is, this is actually, this is the first book I've worked on with a team this big. Um, where we had, you know, a separate letter or a colorist, um, you know, I'm doing, you know, script and, and Lee's doing uh, uh, pencils and, and line art. Marty Clinch is helping on, on uh, inks. Um, we have an editor um, who's also involved. In, so it's it's a bigger team than I'm used to working with. Whereas before, most of the comics I've done have been just me and one or two other people. Um, where I'm yeah. I'm content with like in those early stuff, I was content with like lettering uh, myself, um, and then you know the artist would also do colors. So we had someone else to come in and do colors. And so it was a um, with that in mind, I had to be aware of um, with my scripts. Uh, because it's, it's for more people. And so I had to be like, okay, I can't just hop on a call and say, oh, this is what colors this should be. Like I did put that in the script, <laughs> which was, which is, which seems like mm-hmm. basic, but um, when the team, when a team is very small, it's just you and a friend, um, uh, nothing stuff, you don't put the stuff in the script, but like it is a easier conversation to have. Whereas um, with Lupina, you know, we had, we have a professional letter, professional colorist who are also working on other projects. They have other things on their, on their docket. And so you don't want to slow them down yeah. by not having that information in the script. And so um, in my my first passes of the script, it was just like, okay, this is, you know, oh, and then like, 
I need to make sure that they know that this is night or this is, you know, uh, <laughs> or this is a scene that, mm. happen, you know, happens here or there. Um, but also with the way that Lupina is structured, um, and you, if you notice, if, you, if you've seen, if you've seen book one, um, there we introduce a new color every chapter. Uh, and so the book starts with like mm-hmm. black and white and gray and then spots of red. And then book two, we introduce green. Book three is blue. Uh, and then down the road, book four is orange, five is purple, and six is yellow. Uh, and so you kind of see yeah. like more color coming to the book, um, which is a stylistic thing that that uh, you know that that mirrors Lupa's Lupa, who's the main character of the book, the little girl. Uh, it mirrors her uh, understanding of the world and how she grows in knowledge about who she is and what her place in it is. So more color comes in the, into the place, into the world, um, and. With that in mind, I had you know I had to be aware that like that that uh, Bex, who's coloring the book, knew what colors were going to be showing up and so on. Uh, and so that, I mean that was so it was, it was a more detailed process in my scripting um, than I was than I was used to, which is not <laughs> not that I wasn't detailed before, but um, I had to be aware of like uh, that kind of stuff. And even with like um, with Lupa, um, as she leaves, you know, uh, her home city, uh, she leaves civilization, so to speak. Um, and goes into the wilderness, yeah. and uh, she's like four years old when that begins, uh, which was intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she begins with, you know, language and, and culture and, and so on, and then leaves that. Uh, and so uh, she reverts, not reverts, but she goes to a more feral state as she's just with the wolf in the wilderness. And so her her lettering, her speech changes to a more feral style, um, which is also a yeah. note that we had to put in for in the scripting. So. So that um, Ariana could do that as well. So that's cool. I I love those those layered details. Um, the coloring certainly stands out. I think you know most readers are definitely going to observe you know the use of red early, right, as a, in a kind of violent you know ending of of the civilization and empire that she knows. But then that progression. I mean, that definitely it's a cool visual and it stands out. And then by the time you get to the end of the book, when we start getting a blend and we start getting a merger, right, that's a pretty cool payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, the feral lettering thing, I did not observe myself as I was reading. I, I listened to another interview you did where you mentioned that, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I love that. Um, and I, I, I also, so you chose a four-year-old here and I have a four-year-old oh. currently in my home. <laughs> they never leave. And, uh, I was, it was funny because like on one hand, um, it's so heartbreaking, you know, the way this starts, right? The four-year-old loses their family and, and finds this wolf, right? And obviously I can connect to that as a parent. Um, but then it's also that thing of, I was like, yeah, that is the perfect age because my four-year-old already thinks he's a dinosaur so like <laughs> the idea of him going feral is not is not that hard to believe um it's a how did you how did, so you mentioned you know why you wanted to select it mm-hmm. um when you're writing that character you know getting in that space thinking about what they do how how do you kind of determine that yeah um uh i there's a few things i think there um uh she's she's for obviously it's a it's a story so things are intentional uh but she's for intentionally um because i didn't want because i was i was looking at other stories about um kids raised by animals you know um mowgli and the, mm-hmm. the jungle book and tarzan uh and, and other stories uh and real stories um and i didn't want a kid raised from infancy by an animal i wanted them to have experienced you know civilization so they know what they've lost uh to have um uh, speech to have, they're walking upright. Um, they have, you know, hopes, not hopes and dreams, but they have likes and dislikes, you know? Um, and I, I'm the younger sibling, um, in my, in my family. And so I know what that's like to be like 
chasing after your older sibling and then they bully you or tease you or whatever as siblings do and then you know you run crying or whatever um so there's there's that kind of stuff yeah. too um and then even just talking to friends who had kids uh who you know what their kids were like like at that age um you know things that they would say uh the ways they behave and so on so that kind of like helped me a bit i because i didn't want again like because she has enough of experience like living in a city with people and so on before she goes into the wilderness um that that change when we see it feels more drastic um it's not the only world mm-hmm. she's ever known uh you know what i mean she's she's now she knows two worlds um and going between those two and what that means for her um and so i i mean i based some of it on my own experiences like as not i was not orphaned <laughs> but uh my experiences is like uh, <laughs> yeah as um as the younger sibling um and you know what that like what how how that how that focus how that i'm trying to think influences your behavior um and so yeah i think that's <laughs> um and the the idea is that the over the course of the, the book she we see her at different stages um where she's begins at four and she's eight and then 12 and i think at the end of i think at the end of book uh at the end of book four book three i think she or book excuse me chapter three uh book one i think she's uh like 12 ish. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we see like, and then again, that, that, that process continues as well. So, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Into the next book. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So like in the tradition, you know, you mentioned the tradition of, of young humans raised by animals, right? You have stuff probably that a lot of people are familiar with, like, uh, you know, Mowgli and jungle book, Tarzan, that sort of thing. Um, did you go and revisit those works or visit those works did you were there elements where you're like i really want to do this differently than some of those stories like how how direct was that kind of i don't know tug and pull uh it was very loose um i did not re- i did not revisit those books um uh more sure. like yeah cliff notes kind of thing but um uh, just to kind of get a sense of of um to be sure that they were raised by infancy from infancy um into you know into you know animal humans or whatever i don't know what you would describe it but uh um and so <laughs> so the because the, the idea is that um uh for them um civilization is a shock almost um uh, because they've only known one world uh where lupa has known yeah. both and so i wanted that to be because I, I and and the other thing was that actually uh that um while i didn't revisit those like directly um i do know that like tarzan is raised by a community of apes um, Mowgli's raised mm-hmm. by a community of animals. Uh, and I didn't want, mm. and I, you know, you've seen stories about kids raised by wolves or whatever, and I didn't want that. I wanted them to have to rely on each other. So Lupa has only one wolf to rely on. And later as the, you know, story progresses, um, uh, Lupa starts to take care of, of Chorus, who's, who's her wolf companion, um, who was like a mother daughter thing. I didn't want a full community because that, that changes, I think the concept of how, uh, not a hierarchy exactly, but how you behave in a community um, is different mm-hmm. than how you behave one-on-one. Uh, and so those stories uh, tend to be, you know, um, raised among other animals. And so this is this is a very singular, uh, not singular, but very like insular story where it's just those two. Like she has no one else to turn to in the world except for Chorus. And then Chorus's duty is to protect yeah. her. Um and so, and the like the other touchstone that I, I've, I've mentioned before, um, not in this interview, but uh, in, in talking about the book, is um, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, 
which is the, the famous uh, right. manga series um, uh, where, you know, a, a father who's the samurai and his, his young son go on these adventures and whatever, you know, as they, as they, you know, journey around Japan. Um, and that was the other, the other, like, that was the literal touchstone for me was that like, what if Lone Wolf and Cub was more literal, like in the title? Uh, and so that's, kind of, that's <laughs> yeah. how Lupina came about was like, what if, you know, what if the lone wolf is a wolf? Uh, and then what does that story look like? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and there's, I, I think you're right that like, there's a, there's a greater level of intimacy when you have that, that one-on-one pairing, you know, where you have these two seemingly disparate entities, you know, working together, right? That's mm-hmm. very much the lone wolf and cub model, which I think inspires a lot of, you know, one-on-one stories, even, even like, you know, something like a Logan, right. Or old man oh, yeah. Logan, like on the Marvel side, right. Where you have the Wolverine and, <laughs> and young lore Wolverine, right. That's totally the lone wolf and cub model. Um, but here, you know, I, I like that you, you literalize it <laughs> and have an actual wolf. Um, it, I guess aside from the the convention of you know wolves, right? Because you can go back to Roman mythology with Romulus and Remus. You can go right and, and literal lone wolf and cub. Um, was there any other reason you wanted it to be a wolf? Like, did that just feel like well, that's kind of how these stories often play in the mythologies, or were the, was it just kind of like I don't know? Was Lee like, hey, this is I want to draw wolves? <laughs> like, what was the inspiration there? Um, it 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 was always a wolf. Um... I hadn't considered other animals. Um, there is that yeah. kind of like a kid and their dog uh, kind of vibe um, that it was like, yeah. it was like, what if your dog was a wolf uh, kind of thing. Um, and, and so, I mean, like, it's like, it was, it was always a wolf. And then once I saw Lee, cause I think Lee can draw <clears throat> pretty much anything, uh, um, you know, mm-hmm. human, mm-hmm. all kinds of animals. I've seen a lot of their, their, um, their like uh, animal or fauna, I guess art, um, like they've drawn dinosaurs. I've seen like all kinds of stuff they've drawn. Um, yeah. And uh, when I saw their wolves, I was like, and I think they have, they have like a, a, an interest in wolves in, in to begin with, so, which is kind of a nice, like, you know, connection there. Uh, and so when we, yeah. when we started, um, it was always like, and there's, I, we never deviated from wolves. <laughs> uh, that was always the idea there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, so I was just happy to like that, that they were, excited about and able to draw the things that we were going to do in the book. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think the reason I asked too is like by the end of book one, and I won't spoil anything, there is a lot more variety and Lee's really good <laughs> at that, yeah. at those visuals. Um, and it was really cool. So I, I just wondered if that was ever in conversation. Um, so, you know, another thing I'm interested in, in, in your work is like, so there's a temptation, right? Like you said, like this is the biggest team you've worked with. I think it's it's probably the longest form work that I've seen from you, right? Nutmeg is goes for a number of issues, mm-hmm. but like this is probably the longest single singular graphic novel, right? Across two books. Um, there's a temptation, I think, for a lot of writers to like really fill pages with captions and dialogue to be like, I'm doing the work of writing, right? And, and a lot of times for good, right? I, it's a mm-hmm. totally totally valid way to tell a story your work is tremendously sparse right you give you have real patience you're really allowing the visuals to pace and guide readers um does that approach come naturally to you or was that something you kind of had to learn um that's I'm, I'm glad you actually asked um because um in addition to i mean let's do lone wolf and cub but with a wolf uh the other like impetus for 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 lupina was i was finishing nutmeg um and nutmeg is a book about uh you know, teenage girls, high sc- or teenage girls in junior high, uh, crime story. It's building on like um, 
uh, like crime fiction, drug kingpin stories, uh, th- those kind of vibes, um, which are talkative. Like it's very like there's there's these two the two teens who are like the 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 Nancy Drew type character. Um, you know what I mean? There's just banter. There's, all, there's so it's a lot of talk, a lot of dialogue in Nutmeg oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. because it's 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 friendships breaking apart. It's it's you know bickering and, and pettiness and, and and crime and so on. All these different things coming in. And, um, and Mean Girls, right? And Mean Girls, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blended in with all that, yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to do the book that was op- the opposite of that. Um, and mm. uh, Nutmeg is, it's set in, you know, the suburbs, like in a town. It's, it's you know, um, all these all these touchstones of civilization, all these touchstones of, like, you know, uh, modernity, whatever, like, you know, telephones and, and, and cars and, and public schools and all these different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Um, I wanted yeah. to, to say, what's the opposite of that book? Um, and I already had the idea in loop for my, my own for Lupina. And I was like, well, what if, um, what if there's less talking? What if there's like, what if it's just like vistas and vi- visuals and Lee is so good at drawing nature that I knew, yeah. um, I wanted at least a lot of it to take place in the wilderness, um, where Lupa starts in civilization in, in chapter one. And then once they go into the wild, it's a lot more of these like, you know, mountains and, and, and rivers and vistas and so on. These, you know, these, these, these beautiful views, um, and, and mm-hmm. treachery too, dangerous, you know, it lurks around every corner. Um, th- so the, it's, this book was always, was intended to be the opposite of, of nutmeg. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, so my, my scripts and, and as, as a result were the, in fact, the early scripts that I did, it was just Lee and I were very sparse. Um, uh, that's how they preferred the scripts at the time, um, where I would, my scripts would even just be like, these are the things that's happening on this page. And then I would like pencil in some like possible dialogue that could fit, for, you know, for, for based on their visuals. And then they would, they work yeah. that way and then I come back and I would letter, um, which had to change when we got bigger, bigger, a bigger team. Um, but the, the scripts were, were very sparse because they didn't, at, at a certain point, there didn't need to be a lot of dialogue. Um, there is some, some stuff that I don't want to call it an info dump, <laughs> uh, but there's some things that like, you know, um, help color in some of the edges uh, of her, of her story, which we see actually more in. Yeah. I think chapter four is, uh, which is in the chapter one of book two, uh, where we see more of that um, that kind of understanding okay. of who she is and where she comes from. Sure, sure, yeah, no, that that's interesting because there is like, you know, in a, a book that I would describe as sparse in terms of dialogue, there is also this whole realm of empires and mythology reference, right? So you yeah. do. Like there's a lot of heavy lifting, I think, in terms of establishing that and and building that, um, you know, on the supporting fringes of the story, right? Because that's you know a thing we haven't even mentioned yet is like Lupa here has a connection to these eight aspects of a lunar goddess, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's a very mythological aspect to this as well. Um, what was your if, for the the goddesses here? Mm-hmm. You know, what was your inspiration for designing this mythology and kind of what where where does all that come from? Um, I, uh, the title was always, it was always Lupina, um, was the title of the book. And I'd always intended that to be like the name of the moon goddess. Um, initially, initially, I think it was just one moon goddess. Um, there was one moon goddess and one sun goddess. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I, I do like language a lot. And so, um, in the, in the, in the, the language of the, the story, Lupina is the goddess of the moon. And then the word, uh, Lupa means change. And that's the name of the little girl. Um, and then Coruscina mm-hmm. is the goddess of the sun, and Chorus means constant because the sun doesn't change; it stays the same, and the moon 
changes is the idea behind that. Um, mm. And and so uh, the moon has eight phases. Um, in a there is a world where loop the story of the comic the graphic novel Lupin it was eight was eight chapters. Um, <laughs> and now is it is six. Uh, but the in the chapter we call phases. But like but so there's eight phases of the moon. Um, and, uh, I think one of the things, like, I know seeing, like, um, what they did with, uh, the Sandman, where, you know, where you have the seven, uh, siblings, uh, you know, death, destruction, yeah. dream, you know, the, the, they all have D names. Um, and I was thinking like, well, what would the eight phases of the moon be from humanity's perspective? Like if you're worshiping the moon goddess, what, what are the, um, aspects of that? And I was like, okay, there's creation and destruction, um, there's, you know, empathy, peace, faith, wisdom, strength, courage, and I'm, I think at peace. I think I maybe maybe miss one, uh, but there's there's eight of them, um, and yeah, uh, the idea in the in the mythology is that is that um, you don't you don't pray to one of them. You pray to Lupina as a collective, and then the one who is best suited to answer your prayer is the one who will respond. Um, is how it's sort of built, mm -hmm. and so sometimes they will call themselves Lupina as a whole uh among themselves they have they call themselves creation destruction etc um and you you we actually we do see them interacting in in book two um where you get to we get a peek behind the curtain of some of the mythology there um and then yeah. uh their sister is corsina who's the sun goddess who who is a singular um singular entity uh and so i obviously like yeah like um the idea of like polytheism um, especially like, you know, with Greek and Roman mythology or whatever, where you see like these gods and goddesses have different personalities and aspects and, 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 you know, traits and so on. Um, it's always exciting to see yeah. how they interact. Um, cause it's not just one, it's not monotheism, right? Where it's just one deity who is, you know, all aspects of, you know, you know I mean? There's not, you don't get that argument. You don't get that bickering, um, you know, that, that, that sibling rivalry mm -hmm. kind of stuff happening, uh, which is always fun. Um, and so like the, the myth stuff was always was always a part of it, um, and uh, when as as Lee and I were working on it uh, more, we, we you know we started to break down like how they look, um, what they're you know like there's like wisdom has a quill um, to show like writing and stuff, and and I think empathy carries a plant. Like there's there's all these little like little you know notes here and there uh, to give them more yeah, personality. Yeah. And we like I said we'll we'll like they're hinted at. And they communicate with with Lupa a bit in book one, and in book two, we again we we'll see more of them. Cool, cool. No, I love that stuff. I think I think that's uh, the level of detail in that, and then just you know adding that to the story definitely, I think adds a lot to it in terms of um, uh, kind of like the tradition of comics. I think playing with like you're saying these these polytheistic um, you know, mythologies, right. I think it's, I think comics is actually surprisingly good at that <laughs> across very <laughs> varying genres. Um, you know, even stuff like Thor, right. Like big budget, big picture stuff is like, Oh yeah, I'd like it's kind of doing that a little bit. Um, all right. So it, we got Lupina book two is going to be chapters four through six. Um, what can you tell us, uh, you know, without spoiling anything about what's come, uh, in this series? Um, not spoiling stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, as I mentioned before, obviously we'll, we'll see more of, of the goddesses. Um, and there, um, and we 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 learn, um, we will learn ab like what led to uh, the destruction at, at Lupa's home, um, uh, and what led her on her journey uh, at, as a result of the actions of uh, the the Empress uh, Salcus, uh, who has reigned for hundred hundred years um, uh, somehow. 
which which is which is explained a little bit too. Uh, we we are a bit vague about a couple of things here and there, but um, but that uh, the the big change I think with with book two, the the big um, uh, advancement of the story is that Lupa isn't the only one this has happened to, um, and so mm. uh, there are other there are other kids like Lupa um, out there in the world, um, and mm. uh, they have they have met before and lupa has not like they have they have they have formed a community i'll call it uh sort of <laughs> um and lupa is entering that community in book two um that which is i'm being, I'm being very, very vague but like but yes like lupa is not the only one who was orphaned um uh or who has a wolf companion um and so that's 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 part of uh that's some of the fun stuff with book two um that we'll that we'll see cool um yeah <laughs> nice and do, and do you know or have a sense of timing on when people can expect that? Um, I don't um, at at this moment, which is what like December, mid December. Um, uh, phase four is done. Uh, phase five is being colored. I think Bex is making really good progress. I think Bex might be close to done with book book five, chapter five, phase five. Um, and then Lee is working on phase six. So um, it'll be a little cool. bit. Um, I don't have a date, unfortunately. Um, for when we can expect book two, and and even like with book one, it was supposed to come out in September, <laughs> um, and then yeah. supply chain issues and and you know all these I, I know there's like a paper shortage, all these things happening all at once that happens with comics, mm-hmm. uh, and so it got pushed back of, of, as you can see a few months, um, and so I didn't even, yeah. I'm scared to even speculate on when book two is meant to come out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's it, it, release it dates be, are a mess right now. Yeah, yeah, it will be 2022. I can say that uh, it will be out next year. Okay, so but not like January. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, no, but next year. Cool, cool. Um, good deal. All right, so yeah, definitely people should check out Lupina. It's a it's a good read. Um, I, I've got links in the show notes here that everybody can check out to engage with the work, and then we'll look for Lupina sometime in 2022. Uh, I did want to talk, you know, briefly too about so some of the the work of yours that I've read and and have enjoyed the most is stuff that you have available either through your Gumroad store um, or even just free online, right? You've got um, on your Gumroad store, you've got Contact Highs, um, Eisner nominated short story that you did with, um, is it Josh? Josh, Josh mm-hmm. which is, which is fantastic. And I love, uh, and, and you have um, a webtoon series. It's like a, a, a horror play on, on little miss Moffat, um, which is also with, with Josh, which is really, really great. I highly recommend people check that out. I think, I think if you search, uh, like the web we weave, right. I think that's what it's called on, on webtoon. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. Have you considered, so like contact high, I think in particular, you know, Eisner nominated, got a lot of attention. I think over the past like year plus, it's probably gotten even more. Um, have you considered returning to that world because i it, it feels robust. It feels like there's a lot there that, that you could do, even though it's a, great standalone one shot yeah. have you thought about going back to it um interestingly like recently we we have um someone reached out to us to, uh, you know inquiring about like other stories in that world um which josh and i've discussed like on and off a bit um the the thing about me i think is that like i kind of tend to like tell a story and then move on um yeah. like doing like sequels and stuff like i not, I'm not opposed to it, but it's just like, I think with something like Contact High, especially, um, it is, um, it's such a, 
like I love that story so much. Um, I would be afraid to revisit that world because I, it might diminish the power of the first mm. story. Um, and and uh, for those, I guess, who, who are listening or watching, um, Kandak Hai is a, is a story. It's a future. It's like a, it's a future where human touch is a drug uh, and they've outlawed it. Um, and so this, this, this man um, named Ziggurat gets put in a rehab facility for unlawful touch and he breaks free to find his partner so they can reconnect so they can touch again. Um, and like it was described by someone who, who read it uh, as like a Black Mirror episode, but with a happy ending. Um, <laughs> and mm, so, yeah. um, and they're like, that premise like does allow for many stories to be told in that world. We've hinted at a couple of them and even in Kanta itself. Um, but I don't, I don't know that like, I don't, I mean, there are other stories that, that, that exist in that world that, that we could tell. I just don't know that like, I have the, I don't know, <laughs> to, to, to return to that world. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, sure. it's like, it's a, it's a good question that people, people have asked before. Um, uh, I just, I feel like the power of it, part of the power of the story is that it is, it is done and that there's enough around the edges that you can, as a reader, you can be like, oh, I wonder if like, what this is like in that world, you know, allows, allows people to kind of springboard off that and think about, you know, as opposed to us telling them that what, you know, filling those blanks for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Cause I, I mean, I do think your instincts there are probably right. A lot of times in that, you know, a lot of times the, the details on the fringes that you don't actually have, but you're just plugging in, you know, with your imagination as a reader and it's all mystery. Like it, it's so hard to top that mystery so often, like actually spelling out the details definitely can diminish. Right. But, it, you know, I'm sure at the same time, if there was, if you had an idea for an anthology and it wasn't, you know, necessarily literally the continuation of what we saw, but right. it's right. Things in that world, stories told in a similar style and cadence. I think I, I, that that's definitely something I'd be interested in as a, as a reader and as a fan of that story. But I, I, I do, I hear where you're coming from on those instincts. Cause I think <laughs> often, so often the, the, the thinking is, Hey, we got to milk this for all it's worth. And a lot of times that doesn't necessarily, it's not the best, <laughs> you know? Well, like I think one thing with, um, with Hunter high, especially, um, uh, Josh and I, we weren't, we, we weren't winging it, um, or any, in any way, but like we would toss ideas at each other. Um, and then, you know, say to hell with it, like, let's do it. A kind of thing, um, where yeah. like, um, the story that, that is exist exists was always kind of there, but it, like, you know, we had, we had editors on it. Um, Adam Nave and L Anderson edited the book. Um, and, uh, who would to, we, we approached them when we were like halfway done with it. And so they were like, we usually don't come in halfway, but like they were able to like steer us in the right mm -hmm. direction, um, with our instincts. But even like, um, it was a, you know, it was always a book about, you know, the, the human touches a drug and people wear these, these protective suits at all times. Uh, and Josh and I were like, I was like, what if, what if, what if our main character did it, did the whole thing naked, like tasteful angles and stuff. So you're like, you're not just like full frontal nudity, but like, mm -hmm. but like, and he was like, you know what? That's a good. Idea. And so we we kind of we kind of use that as like our not our metaphor exactly, but like like visually, it's it's very striking. Um, and then yeah. like there's a really subtle thing that um, no like no one I don't think anyone we've talked to has like noticed it before. But in contact high, um, we um, I was I talked to Josh. And I was like I was like um, this is a book about touch and connection. Um, and we were like well, I was like what if um, what if no one like shares a full panel in this whole book? Um, mm. And so Josh was able to use like um, 
the panel boards themselves, or even within panels, there'd be like lines that divide Ziggurat, who's our main character, mm. from other people. Uh, and if you if you look at the book, you'll kind of see, you can kind of see some of the spaces where that happens. It's 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 not perfect throughout the book, but it's pretty close. Um, and that's something that, that's something that I think you can do with comics that you couldn't do with any, any other medium uh, to kind of tell that because the panel borders give you a visual space to see where things break, where things connect. Um, and and so yeah. uh, that last sequence in the book, the last couple of pages of the book, um, hit harder, I think, because maybe because Hilda, you weren't, you didn't notice that things were being separated, and then things come together, you know, towards the end, um, and stuff like that. I don't know that we could repeat on like a second story in that world. You know what I'm saying? Like it would. Sure, sure. We could, but it would feel like like I don't know. I'd like gilding the lily. I don't know. Like it's like. Uh, um, yeah. So not 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 again. Not that we were opposed to other stories in the context of our world, um, and we had actually uh, we had talked. To, we were in the early stages of doing like another story uh, with like a, a sci-fi sort of um, dystopian but happy ending or bittersweet ending um, edge to it uh, called Significant Growth, um, which we didn't get very far into. We got a good ways into it, not super far into it, but um, but. Uh, that one we kind of put on, on the back burner for a bit, um, which is a whole different story. I can't I can't talk about it much because we didn't finish it. I don't want to like give away the <laughs> give away the story, but um, but it was it was in a similar may vein come, as like may come one day, yeah, yeah may come one day exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, that's I I love that explanation. I love that structural thing. It's definitely that's the sort of thing that like you know, it's that watchman effect of like, okay, I read this as a story. I enjoyed it. And then I went back and I was blown away by the structure and the thinking behind it. Right. And it's, I always love hearing when there's something like that. So if you do return to it, all you have to do is think of a brilliant structural uh, <laughs> comics execution for every, for every story. <laughs> That's all there is easy, to it. Easy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easy as pie. Um, so we've got Lupina book two coming. What else, uh, what else is on the reader for you that, that you can talk about if anything? Um, it's funny because things have slowed down a bit for me um, uh, on the comic side of things, which is wild to say, like on a comic book podcast. <laughs> uh, but um, sure. But uh, I think that like largely in the, the pandemic, I mean, we it's the reason for many things. Um, uh, but with no, uh, I think conventions are slowly starting back up, and and I don't know how that's going to continue in, in 2022 with variants, new variants coming around. Um, but um, you know, basically yeah. like two years without a convention. Um, and conventions are places not just where you go to sell books, but where you meet uh, other, you know, colleagues, other people who are making comics, other artists, other creators. Um, and that can be the thing that like sparks sparks your, you know, uh, inspiration or like, oh, you know what? Like I saw so-and-so's working on this. I would love to do something in that vein or like, you know, or or um, or even just being like, oh, if you're free after this project, you want to like do something together. And like, you can do that online, but like, I think that in-person uh, interaction is so crucial um, for yeah. me, at least. And so, so um, I hadn't had like the energy, I suppose, to like even pursue those things um, in the last like year and change. And so, I'm slowly getting back into yeah. it. Um, and like, uh, like Jackie, who's my my uh, teammate and collaborator on Nutmeg, uh, we did like a short, we did a short story, uh, a familiar recipe um, about like a witch and her cats uh, um, who have an adventure. Um, and I would like to do more stories with that character, uh, with Jackie, um, you know, when they're kind of free up. <laughs> uh, and then um, yeah. I know uh, 
like as you mentioned before, actually, uh, the 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 story we did for Webtoon, uh, Josh and I did, um, was uh, uh, Webs We Weave, which is which is um, that the take on on Miss Muffet. Uh, the main character from that, we had talked, you know, a couple years back about doing other stories where that character investigates other like mysterious happenings around like nursery rhymes. Um, yeah. And so, uh, because we, we did introduce him as almost like a, as the character who can show up in other stories, um, which would be cool to right. see how he, you know, how he kind of, how he moves in those spaces. Um, and so those, those two that, things that, that like, makes such nice use of the, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go no. Ahead. Um, no. So I was gonna say that's others, like other things that we, that we could do, um, that we're not like locked into yet, but, um, uh, and then, uh, I, I can say like Josh and I have a, I think, yeah, I can say it. Josh and I have a pitch, um, floating around at a publisher for an established character. I can say that that's about as much as I can say, uh, cause we haven't, we haven't signed anything yet. So I, you know, but, um, but it is, it sounds like it could move forward. Um, so that's, that's something that, that's cool. on the radar. Um, and then, uh, uh, I've been, I did, um, there are two books I did, uh, 2018, 2019, which were, um, not comics, but comics adjacent, um, which were, uh, uh, Foxglove, one of them. And then the other one is called Sharp Notes. Uh, and those were, yeah. um, like pamphlet style books that, um, that I did because I did, I wanted to do, uh, books that were like comics, but didn't require me to draw anything. Uh, and so I used, yeah. you know, public domain art, um, to do those stories. Uh, and Fox Live is about a seamstress in the 1940s who moonlights as a pickpocket. Um, and then Sharp Notes is like a take on the life of um, Chevalier de St. George, who was a black uh, composer, fencer, and violinist in uh, 18th century France. Um, they call him the Black Mozart, mm-hmm. but he actually predates Mozart. Uh, but uh, so he was like a fascinating character. I think they're making a movie about him, I think. Um, but uh, so I was, I was, those were two things. So I would like to use another story in that vein um, where I yeah. take like a, you know, real person and, and do a historical fiction kind of take on them, um, which isn't comic exactly, but would allow me to use again, public domain art and kind of make another story. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's cool. Do you have just like a pile of wallets behind you from your Fox club research? Do you just like, <laughs> <laughs> you perfected it? No, that I, I read the, the Fox club one. Oh, yeah. that was, it's so cool. That's such a, such a great story. Oh, it's just like, such an incredible, incredible story where it's this, um, it's this woman who, like you said, like she designs the suits, but because she's also a pickpocket, like she's a thief, she, you know, she like perfects, you know, like how, how deep the pocket should be and like how, how people cannot know. And like, I, yeah, that was, that was awesome. I I loved reading that. And it sounded like it was just a total circumstantial find for you, right? Like you were just like thumbing through a a bookstore and found it kind of. Um, yeah, I mean like, like, not to give the game away, but like full disclosure, I made all, all that up. Um, uh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, is, it is, it is, uh, it's, um, she didn't exist. Oh, um, the entire thing. There's no yeah, book. There's no book. Um, oh, amazing. Uh, and I, <laughs> okay. You tricked me. No, no, no. You're, no it's, it's fine. Cause I like, it's the, the structure of the book is that like, you know, in the intro, I, I say that I found like a, at a secondhand bookstore, you know, out of print copy of like a book from 1973 or whatever. And so I wanted to yeah. be enough levels between you know, the story I was telling and, and this like fiction I'd made um, that people people would would take it at face value and wouldn't try to look it up. And yeah. people have reached out and be like, hey, I tried to find this book and couldn't find it. It's like, well, uh, <laughs> um, because I, I, if, reason, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted it to feel more real. And there's even like a bibliography and stuff in there too. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, a lot, yeah. some of those articles in there are real. Those are real articles in there too. But like, so it's mixed in with there. Um, uh, but like the 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 images of suits, those are real. I got those from like the New York Public Library um, public domain images um, of like men's like fashion from like the forties. Uh, so that that stuff was real. Um, but uh, but her 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 story of like each chapter where you kind of see a different suit that she worked on was all kind of was all made up. Um, uh, but yeah, like I didn't I didn't do any pickpocketing, uh, but I did um, uh, the I did reach out to um, uh, the uh, what are they calling the commercial pattern archive um, or I think yeah. that's what they're called at uh, like the University of Rhode Island. There was a lady there who like couldn't point me in the right direction about like where to look for like um, men's suit patterns. Um, uh, I think and I, I did, I did thank her in the, in the, in the book. Um, but, um, and then there was also articles about, um, there was an article that uh, a pickpocket who does like uh, stage shows, like magician um, talked about like his techniques and talked about like terminology. Cause all that stuff, all that stuff is, is like I mentioned before with, with Lapina, like language, I love language and like how that, you know, moves, moves and how it changes. And so things like, um, jargon and argot you know the 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 language of uh like the language that thieves use language that, like slang or whatever language like that different like sub sub like sub um communities use you know what i'm saying like um yeah uh, that stuff is fascinating to me uh because it doesn't make any it, it sounds like gibberish to anyone else uh yeah right. you know, outside, of that, outside of that space and so um even getting the, like the language of pickpockets in there too uh was also important to me but yeah yeah <laughs> No, that's cool. Now I'm questioning everything. Now I'm like, no, are no, you no, even no, James? Like, uh, is this, like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the company, that's great. The, the I company love that. that she said she worked for was a real place. Um, uh, that was real. That was a real company. Like, so there's, there's a lot of fiction, but there's enough like fact in there to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, rooted in rooted in research yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that's sold good. convincingly. Cool. All right, I have to give that the strongest recommendation then no, uh, to check you, out Fox Lewis so everybody can see what got me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really fun read, regardless. Thank you. Thank um, you. All right, cool. So final final question for you, James, before I let you go. Um, any recommended reading you have, comics or otherwise, stuff that you've read recently that uh, that you've been digging? Uh, yeah, I'm um, uh, I'm my biggest comic person is uh, Taiyo Matsumoto. So anything he does. Um, I will, I will recommend, uh, he's a manga artist, uh, who, if I remember correctly, like studied in France. Uh, so his art style is very different. It's very distinct. Um, he did, uh, they finally, I think translated and published, uh, his two volume set of, uh, ping pong, uh, which is a sports manga, but it's also many other things. Um, uh, T-A-I-Y-O, uh, Matsumoto, T-A-M-A-S-M-A-T-S-U-M-O-T-O, Taiyo Matsumoto, um, anything by him. Um, I am any, I think, I don't think, I don't know if Shortbox, I don't know if Shortbox is still doing their, their like, um, Shortbox is a company, I think it's White Sun Detection, one woman, uh, Zainab, uh, Zainab, um, who is, uh, um, like curates and then, um, curates, uh, like short comics and then bundles those together and sells them. Um, uh, I don't know if they are still doing that i think they may just be like doing straight publishing now um but pretty much anything that they put out is 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 fantastic um a lot of um uh lesser known or marginalized creators um in there um their their newest i think their latest one just i just got it recently um and i've been going through that stuff um that's been really good uh nice 
but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm yeah, like I said, I've 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 been like I've been playing catch up with a lot of comic stuff, so I'm I'm behind. I'm like I don't I don't read a lot of like I currently don't read a lot of like mainstream like you know big two stuff. Um, not that it's not great, but it's just like I my interest of like I can't focus <laughs> so much on like. Uh, yeah. you know, the month to month stuff, like, let me just like read like a mini series. It's like, okay, um, I'm good. I'm in and out like five issues, six issues. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I hear that. Yeah. Definitely. All right, cool. Well, this has been awesome. Uh, definitely. Well, again, we'll link to, uh, the works here, especially Lupina in the show notes. People can check that out. Uh, otherwise James, where, where should people find you? Where should people look for you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter, uh, uh, Chuck Spear, S C H U C K S P E A R. I have a website, uh, James F. Wrights, W-R-I-T-E-S. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes, W-R-I-T-E-S dot com. Um, and yeah, oh, and on, I'm on uh, Gumroad, um, which is also gumroad.com slash James F. Wrights. Uh, some of my stuff is there digitally. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. I, I, my, my, I have Instagram, but I, it's more personal than like professional stuff. <laughs> uh, a lot of memes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 um, I'm in many places on the internet. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Well, James, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for taking the time uh, to talk through it, and uh, you, and we'll look for for this and more work in the future. Thanks cool. for joining. Appreciate it. Thank you.